It's time for NRL Supercoach Roundtable Discussion. We go a little bit deeper in our quest for victory. Now, here's your hosts, Holly G, Ryan MS, Peter Hanson, and Andrew Molnar. Yes, and here we are, another Supercoach Professionals Roundtable podcast. Looking forward to this one. There's so much to chat about, and, and what it really is about um, is about origin, and that's what we're going to get into tonight into great details. But um, first, let's introduce uh, the other contributors here to the Supercoach Professionals uh, website, podcast, blogs, Twitter, all of the above. Ryan MS, how are you, mate? Good, mate. How are you? Yeah, good, good. Um, looking forward to getting into a lot of information tonight. And Peter Hanscom, how are you, Pete? I'm um, very good, thank you, guys. How are, how are you? Sounding well? Yeah, very good. Um, obviously, the Tigers, my team, not getting up during during the week, but playing pretty well. So uh, you, you've got to be sort of uh, content with such a good performance over the Tasman against a very tough team. And Pete, your team, the Dragons, they're on fire. What a turnaround, hey, guys. <laughs> a few weeks ago, they'd have the best defence in the comp and beat, beat the Bulldogs by 25 points. Yeah, and they play the other team that's sort of gone rags to riches in a hurry in the Broncos this Friday night. It's going to be cracker. It'll be huge. They're and, always, like, huge. And just remember, all the um, Supercoach information, the hub is the website, www.supercoachpros.com. We've got game recaps. We've got previews, um, upcoming previews of each and every game from a Supercoach perspective. And we also do upgrades, downgrades. Pete has his profits page on there. Ryan has his ones to watch. We also uh, have a Twitter handle, at Supercoach Pros, that's Supercoach P-R-O-S. We tweet out before each game the late changes um, when we get those final team lists. Very critical information. Any other critical tweets regarding injuries or movements, um, we'll, we'll tweet that out as well. But mainly we're looking at that hour before the game, hour before kickoff, before each game, getting that information out. So you don't already follow us on Twitter at Supercoach Pros, that's the place to go. And, of course, we've got these great podcasts. We've got the review show that we do on a Sunday night, reviewing all the games up to Sunday, and uh, the roundtable one you're listening to right now that you can find on iTunes. Just simply type in Supercoach Pros and you will find us. And also via the website, you can download that way. Let's get into the um, topics for discussion tonight and Pete I'll start with you let's you know not as many injuries as the week before a couple of things that we looked at when the team lists were named of course the full um, previews are up online www.supercoachpros.com but I wanted to ask you a bit about your team St George Tyson Frizzell out with that suspension of course the high tackle uh, on Tim Brown on the weekend but and Jack DeBell and he's been really good particularly last week but it's Will Matthews that's returned from injury and been named in the starting lineup. I just wonder the way DeBellin's playing is that is that a bit of a smoke and mirrors is DeBellin going to be the starter will he get an uptick in minutes going into this game? I was wondering about that it's a bit of a sign of the modern game I think isn't it um, DeBellin has been in sensational form the last few weeks both on the field and for Supercatch he's been going great um, but he came on at about the 15-20 minute mark last week and has um, still picked up um, 60 odd points in Supercoach. I I think that um, I think the the trend will continue. I think that um, McGregor's um, not playing smoke and mirrors. I think Will Matthews will start, um, but I think that you'll look at the end of the day and you'll see Will Matthews probably get about 25 30 minutes worth of game time. 
and DeBellin will get about 60, 65. Right. So, so even though Frizzell had, you know, he played, I think he even played full 80 minutes, you think that Matthews comes in, but he only plays that role far less. So they're going to basically going to replace Frizzell with two players. I think so, yes. Uh, like Tyson Frizzell's um, suspension is, well, unfortunate but deserved. Uh, but, yeah, I think the... Um, I think that's what they'll do. It's it's a little hard to, to know. We we don't know. It's it's hard to pick the, the brains of some of these coaches to what they're doing. You'll see a player, as I did uh, a few weeks ago with Jared Wallace, played 55 minutes for the, for the Broncos, and the next week he only plays 25 minutes. So it's, mm. it's a little bit hard to follow at times. We'd like to get those trends and obviously watching all, all the games and keeping all that information. That's how we try to deliver you the best we can. Not always going to get it right. Like you say, a guy like Wayne Bennett, he will chop and change a bit more than, than most coaches, and I guess he's entitled to considering his excellent record. But, you know, when we look at a young coach like Paul McGregor, this is this is a real guide as to, I think, you know, let's see what happens this weekend in regards to Matthews versus DeBellin. Maybe he likes Matthews because he's going to play a bit wider where DeBellin might yeah. be more potent up the middle. I guess we'll see another interesting one, Ryan, is out at Penrith. Jamal Idris out for the year, and everyone thinks you beauty, George Jennings, the cheapie that was to own the first two weeks, is going to get that third game, going to get that massive price raise. Jennings gets named, and it's his brother, Robert. I feel like we're back in the um, early 90s with the War Twins at cricket. Like, what, <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> well, look, to be honest, I think something's happening... Um Behind the scenes, there um, maybe um, you know George Jennings' attitude isn't there or whatever else. Mm. Um, but you would have thought, out of all the weeks this year to play um, after the you know after Penrith had the guys, uh, you know the majority of their backline come back, and now with Idris out, you thought he would play. But I don't know, maybe, maybe uh, Robert Jennings is a better centre. Mm. Um, maybe more suited to that position. Maybe he's a bulkier kind of um, I mean, player. Mansour could play centre, but obviously he's doing so well on the wing. Why weaken one position? Yeah, that's the whole yeah. the whole why weaken one position to strength. You know, strengthen to mild, heart, heart, mildly strengthen another. Mm. Um, yeah, look, I don't know if George Jennings is actually going to get on the park again. Um, to be honest, so he may well be uh, a write-off and a loss. You can sit on him because he didn't cost you anything. Um, in the beginning. Um, it's tough. David Simmons is out there too. I don't even know if Mansour or Wallen um, um, Zelezniak goes down. Watini Zelezniak, I should say. If either of them go go down, I, I don't know, maybe Simmons gets named. It's just, it's crazy. Yeah, exactly right. Um, so we may hear something about that a little bit later on in the year. Uh, but at the moment, yeah, yeah. Um, George Jennings is missing, and Robert Jennings comes in. Uh, the good thing is, if you do want Robert, he's the same price. <laughs> and another guy who's very cheap, of course, is the other centre there. Wacker Blake played pretty well, and I think he's pretty much a cheapy to own, probably from Cameron Master, but Munster, I should say. But spe- but Cameron Munster is an interesting one because um, we always say if they've had one game wonders, wait that second week. Tom Tribovich last week, Pete, what a what a horrific way to go down with that injury, and. Um, you know, the same thing could could happen, I guess. You don't wish it upon anyone, but the same thing could happen to, to Munster. Um, so you, you sort of say, bit of precaution. It's uh, it's a bit of a gamble, isn't it? Um, with Treborovic, uh, yeah, like he, he scored a try. I think it was the second quickest in the first grade history uh, to score a, a try in his first game, like after about two minutes or something. 
and scored another try later on. And then, yeah, the next week goes out injured and I think it's gone for more than four weeks. So, um, yeah, have a look at some of these players. Like, we know that, keep an eye on the length of time that Billy Slater is out. Mm. Um, I believe it's about four or five weeks. But, you know, if it's only two or three, then maybe Munster's not so good after all. You know, if, he, if Slater comes back in, although we do have, of course, have the origin period coming up, which would throw another spanner in the works. Well, mate, that is as good a segue as you can deliver in this business. Uh, origin is our next topic, and we're going to look at Origin the draw because, believe it or not, I know it's still a while away, but this is the time you have to start planning for Origin. And let me tell you right now, I'm going to give you one big name and go, if, you're, if he's in your lineup right now, start panicking. And we don't, we don't normally advocate panic stations, but Greg Inglis is the worst player to own around Origin time right now, and I'll tell you why. The worst um, teams, if you've got Origin players, you want your the, the team they play for to have buys on Origin, so at least they're not missing for multiple weeks. Unfortunately, Greg Inglis's team, the Rabbitohs, do not have a buy on any of the Origin weeks, so he will not only miss the three weeks that he's not allowed to play for his club because he's um, preparing for Origin, he will miss two more games because Souths have the buy. That totals five games between rounds 11 and 18, so do the maths on that one. I think it works out to eight, eight, five out of eight he misses, and then obviously he picks up an injury over Origin, which can happen. Um, it just gets worse for him. So if you've, if you've got Greg Inglis right now, you, you, you're thinking, oh dear, Ryan, <laughs> who do I bring in? There's some options. Oh, yeah, look, there is plenty of options. Um, it's one of those things where, though, uh, you've probably just got to wait a little bit to see yeah, how yeah. things pan out before before you make that call. Um, obviously, there's a wealth of fullbacks going around at the moment. Um, and the really good ones are in the top 20 um, scorers for this for this year so far. Um, you know, you have your likes of Tedesco, Matt Moylan, um, that kind of thing. Then you have guys like um, Sam Perrett who will play a fair amount of football at, in that position. Um, I... I- I do want to ask about with Inglis. He's already gone backwards thirty six thousand, and he's got a break even of one hundred and eight this week. When, when do you pull the trigger if you know he's going to be out for that extended period? And, and he's, he's basically costing you money each week. Yeah, geez, look, you don't want to do that because we were talking. We had this situation earlier in the year with Thurston, yep. um, who was costing a bomb and not really delivering, and then all of a sudden. Last couple of weeks, he's absolutely delivered it in spades. Yeah, and great players, that's that's what happens. Yeah, that's the class coming through. So, oh, geez, you'd, you'd probably want to give it maybe two more games, I'd say. Um, and if he's still costing you, then, yeah, you have to get rid of it because not only is he uh, not scoring the points that you want, but, yeah, he's uh, bleeding, your, bleeding your, your bank dry, basically. Parramatta's the other team on that list is the worst, although only really Will Hopawati would be considered, and I think he's still outside that sort of core squad um, at the moment for the Origin, um, New South Wales Origin team. But the Tigers are, set, are the next rank below. They still miss both their games, Pete. Robbie Farrer and Aaron Woods, you know, five weeks out around Origin like Inglis. I mean, uh, it's, it's just pain if you... <laughs> Fair super coach owners who got these top players and have to sit them on your bench for extended periods, or do you sort of use a valuable trade to kind of sub them out and then have to trade them back in? Another trade, you know, almost wasted to get them back in later. It is a difficult um, 
difficult decision, isn't it? Because you can't see the um, the Tigers doing too much good without those two players. Now their oppositional um, will be weakened as well, you would think. Um, I, with someone like Robbie Farry, he's missed a consistency as far as super coach goes. Um, maybe not quite Jonathan Thurston, but he's up there, and I, I think you'd have to try and stick with, with him. Uh, Aaron Woods, maybe a slightly different proposition. I want to read you just something quickly here of the teams that they play around that period. So, you know, we've got round, round 11, Farron and Woods are going to miss. Then they've got the bye in round 12. Round 13, they play the Titans. That's a good matchup. Round 14, the Rabbitohs. They, they'll miss that because it's a bye. Round 15, the Seagulls. It's a good matchup. Round 16, the Panthers are a little tougher. And then round 17, they'll miss for Origin. And then round 18 is the bye. So I guess the weeks you've got them, they'll be good, but you, you don't get them. You don't get much of them. That's the, that's the danger. That's exactly right. And you also have the thing of um, you'd need to have a look at the day of the week that those games are scheduled because if the Origin game is on a Wednesday night, for example, um, and we've got one in Melbourne this week, and I'll just throw an example out there. If they're then travelling to uh, New Zealand or um, or North Queensland, for example, just, just as an example, um, have a bit of an awkward trip, then that uh, may reduce the likelihood of those players playing as well. Yeah, I think for the at least the one advantage, obviously, if you've got players that have the buys not on the Origin weeks, they will get the buy the week after. So it's a, it's a moot point for Farron and Woods because it's only only the second Origin they play the Eagles, so it's a Sydney game. Um, but but you're right, other teams that okay, yes, you're thinking you beauty. We talked about the Broncos having a, a, a um, Broncos and the Raiders. I should say we're. Um, we should mention, you know, their players are probably the best to own if you've got Origin players for those two teams because their their schedule works out quite well. But like you said, what if then they can't back up because of their situation? So there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of parts to the puzzle. It's not quite as um, quite as obvious as that. I mean, look at the Bron- look at the Broncos lineup. They play the Storm after the second Origin. So yeah. it's a big match, and you know it's not—it's not easy to back up and and to, to play that game. Um, keeping with the Origin worst players, just for one more moment, Ryan North Queensland and the Bulldogs—they get a buy on Origin, but also a buy after Origin. So they've got a one of each. So not as bad as sort of the Eels, Rabbitohs, Tigers, but. Goal like Jonathan Thurston, you know he's going to be out for four weeks over that period. It's still a big blow, isn't it? Yeah, it's a massive blow. Um, I think the only thing you can do is, like, you obviously don't want to give up um, Thurston if you've got him in your team because currently he's doing the business for you. And there's great, there's good matchups over that period. Seagulls, yeah, Eels, exactly right. So maybe, maybe it's time to start thinking about your backup half um, and trying to get someone in. Who's who's, you know, he's obviously not going to give you the same amount of points, but yeah. uh, we'll, we'll definitely um, help cushion the blow a little bit. One thing we talked talked about a lot last couple of years, Pete, and around Origin is, is play your opponent. I know that we we want to do well week to week. It doesn't apply to all Supercoach players because some people are right in it to win the big money, and they have to put up their best team each week. But if you're more in it for your league and trying to win your league, um, which can be profitable in itself in certain situations, um, not that we condone that, but it can be, um, 
you know, you, you're looking at your matchup going into the game. We always say around Origin, four trades, never use the four trades. It's, it's too many to mm. blow um, because you need those throughout the year. But if by having a couple up your sleeve, if you're getting towards Sunday and Monday and you're thinking, oh, I could uh, win or loss here, it's a big deal and I'm right in this and I've got a guy that's, you know, that's on a buy or he's, you know, would have to be on a buy because if he's playing Origin, he might... He, he gets locked out. But if he's on a buy, he doesn't get locked out. You can make a trade mid-round. You could make a trade on a Sunday, bring a guy in, and, and it could be the difference between winning or losing. So I guess, you know, there's so many considerations around origin and, um, you know, that the tactics can come into it and, and could mean the difference between, you know, sneaking in the top eight or the top four or being minor premier in your league. That's exactly right. Um, it is the, the most difficult period, uh, origin, for... For any sort of super coach or, or predicting predicting matches, particularly, you need to be very careful um, when you talk about uh, bringing um, about uh, uh, swapping a, a player in. Um, the teams often aren't known. Like you'll see, like we might get three or four players a week at the moment who who come in to start their for their team unexpectedly. There's Ben Cray did last week yeah. uh, for the Dragons, but through Origin. You can get someone like Cameron Smith. You, you won't know till right up till an hour before kickoff whether he's playing, and it's, it's going to be there might be fifteen players like that every weekend, which just makes this so difficult. And so you really have to be right on the ball. But yeah, I agree with you. Making a a, a trade midweek uh, midweekend is is a great idea. We touched on the Broncos and the Raiders as origin best players. So if you've got a guy like Corey Parker, you're sort of sitting pretty. He's playing really well at the moment. He's probably going to make you some money over the next couple of weeks. And around origin, you're not going to take a huge hit for him. The other teams that you like, the Roosters, Titans, the Warriors and the Storm, um, anyone from those teams buys on both weeks. And the Dragons, Panthers, Knights, Seagulls and Sharks. So most teams, the NRL, have made it work out, Ryan, where most teams, all their buyers land on origin, so it kind of evens out. But it, it affects in the reverse situation if you've got players like this that aren't going to play origin because now you're trying to scrape together 17 or maybe maybe it's only 13 or 14. Let's face it, that, that might be all you can get. Um on the on the paddock for those rounds where there's so many buys and the origin players missing, yeah, um, that's right. And now you've got good players like Andrew McCulloch, for example, might be one. Um, Sean Fenson could be another. You know, where you're thinking, great, I've got Sean Fenson. He doesn't play Origin, and you're like, oh well, he's going to miss those weeks anyway because the Raiders have got two buys. They've got you know round 14 and round 17, probably the worst the worst time buys you can you can have for a non-Origin player because you're going to be so low down on those two weeks. Because another top another point, and why we rank the Broncos and Raiders lower than other teams that have both buys on those weeks is because of injuries, of course, during Origin. It just peaks the injury time. And then other players have to take their role in, in Origin, uh, Origin teams, which means more players miss their games in that week. You, you could really be scraping the bar- barrel by your ra- in your round 14 or your round 17 if you're not careful. Yep, definitely have to balance your team and you have to do it. You have to start um, thinking about it pretty early, like now, mm-hmm. um, because if you're up against a team who's only got 13 players who are actually going to play and you've got 17, then... Uh, you're pretty much guaranteed a win. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's it. That's what you're looking at. You know, getting. You know, if you've got it, if you can somehow. Um, and and look, if you're going for a league win, 
and you can get 17 on the park or 16 on the park um, for two of the three weeks and just a horrible number for the other one, I'd take it. Honestly, my personal opinion is you'd rather have two bye weeks, two of the three big sort of bye origin weeks with with um, almost full squads, if not full squad, and that other one where you just, you know, basically, uh, sh- you know, sh- <laughs> well, I can't say it's a family show, but um, you know what, the bet, and uh, just take the loss and, and move on knowing that at least you've got a good team for every other every other round. Um, I don't know, Pete, you know, with with, with your strategising sort of through that period, if that's something that, you, you know, you're going to try to balance it out with an even number each buy or, or use up a lot of trades to kind of uh, manipulate the situation or simply say, oh, you know what, round 11, I've got no one. I'm just going to take the L. I think um, uh, I think you should be starting to think about this right when you first select your team at the beginning of round one, person. I think you should be um, maybe having a look at some players there that, that are not going to play Origin. Like, you want to get your big points every week from blokes like Inglis and Gallon and so on, but if he's missing for five weeks and a, a potential risk of injury, then you might be better off with someone who's who's just going to get good points every week um, and not play Origin. It's it's a very uh, very fine line to balance that. There's a lot of good um, fullbacks around too, so Inglis is a tough choice, and Rob and Robbie Farrar, there's a lot of good hookers around, you know, or enough, not not as many as fullbacks, but enough that you could still say, oh, I really want a big-name hooker. And we look at the Storm with Cameron Smith, he's probably going to do as well supercoach-wise as Robbie Farrar, similar cost at the start of the year, um, and he'll miss three games as opposed to Farrar's five in the same period. So, There's someone like um, Jake Friend, who's just back from the Roosters this week, uh, might be a good pick-up because he's not, he's not going to play Origin, for example. Um, yeah, it's unlikely. It would take Cameron Smith injury for him to be considered. It'd be between him, Matt Ballon, and James Seguiaro, I think. So there you go, yeah. So even now that Seguiaro's uh, said he wants to play for Queensland and basically he's turning his back on Papua New Guinea to do that, I think Seguiaro immediately becomes the number two there, which puts mm. puts friend, like you say, as, as, a, as a definite no, not an origin sort of candidate. Um, one more thing on origin before we sort of go to our tweets. We've got a lot of we've got three excellent um, questions via Twitter that we're going to go go into very shortly. Ryan and the other the other players, when we talk about um, non-origin players that are the worst, and you know all those teams we mentioned: Dragons, Panthers, Knights, Seagulls, Sharks. You know the Roosters, the Titans, the Storm, the Warriors, the Broncos, the Raiders. Um, these are guys that you. You know, you, some of them you've, you've, you're going to have to have, obviously. But is is it is it a guy like Sean Fenson that you've sort of looked at as saying oh, he won't play Origin? Is he is he the worst player to own right now, or is it a, is it a an international from you know um, maybe maybe from a club like the Roosters, Jared Maria Hargreaves, for example, Jesse Bromwich from the Storm, any of the Warriors players? You sort of, oh, Warriors, I don't get that. Why do they have two buys over the origin period? That just doesn't make any sense. But Yeah. yeah. It's, it's difficult. And look, with the teams that aren't playing a hell of a lot, I, as I said before, it just comes down to balance. You've got to think about it now. You've got to think, okay, well, who have I got in here? And, I mean, if you've got superstars or superstars in your team, you know that they're going to play Origin. 
you've got your rung underneath and you know that, okay, well, look, this guy's playing in this position. So if it's a fullback for Queensland um, who's not Inglis or Slater, then you know pretty much that they're not going to play Origin. Mm. It's that kind of thing. I mean, if you're playing Supercoach, then you follow, you're definitely following the NRL and you know what's what. So you've just got to make those smart decisions. And things happen. Players suddenly come into contention. I mean, we've said all year about Maloney and Pierce saying they'll probably be the New South Wales halves. All the mail now suggests that Hodkinson and Reynolds are on the outer. They're not playing good footy. So, yeah, at worst, listen to us, tw- you know, at www.supercoachpros.com. Follow us on Twitter, at supercoachpros. We'll tweet you. If something changes, we'll tweet it. We'll tweet it out. Speaking of tweets, we've got um, Stephen Rostivsky, at Stephen underscore Risto, asking us an origin question. He's thinking about origin already. He said, getting Tim Simona for buy rounds, who do I punt him for? Leary, Blake Leary, there's a low he's got a low break even but he's not playing right now or Brendan Sandy whose buy rounds um, work out well as we just said, if you're not playing Origin and you're a Tigers player, it's a good guy to wait and then he says oh who cares, maybe I'm overanalyzing and I'll, I'll answer the second part of the question you can never overanalyze in the Super Cup. that's what we're here for you know. and yeah, it's fun at the end of the day it's fun to do this sort of thing and it helps to go through that information now Blake Leary does have a low break even, and he does um, stand to score more points over that period, but he's not on the park. So looking at, at that, um, it's a very tough, very tough to sort of, say, keep Blake Leary. I mean, Ryan, the, the Seagulls are in a shambles. They've got hardly, um, they've got a bunch of players out injured, yet um, he's not in the team. Yeah, well, if he's not in the team now, um, then he's... Yeah, I'd be very surprised if he's in the team, uh, barring more injury, to be honest. Um, so I think that pretty much he pretty much picks himself to be to be punted, really. Because um, Santi, while he's not playing either for the Tigers, he's definitely more of a chance uh, to get in there um, as the Tigers don't have a lot of depth um, in oh, the forwards. With Aaron they... Woods missing, you'd think Santi's exactly right. obvious... Exactly replacement. right. So, I mean, yeah, you're right. Um, Pete, you know, what do you make of, of, of that? Is Tim Simona a, a good choice to bring in? I mean, he's been in, in good form, but he had the good matchup last week. Whether he can continue it this week? Yeah, no, I think he's a, he's been in very good form this year. I think he'd be a, a very good buy through that period. And that's just what we're talking about. He's not going to get selected for origin. I'm not sure what he's, exactly what his origin is. No, pardon the pun, uh, what his origin is, but he's not going to get selected for origin. He's in good nick. Um, we'll score you some points. So, no, I think um, I think it'd be good for origin. Well, let's have a look at um, Tim... Uh, um, let's have a look at Tim Simona's sort of projection over that period. And it's um, it's quite decent. It, it's 559 total points over those eight rounds. So obviously, you'll miss a couple of games through buys. So, you know... You're looking at around that 60 mark per game on average. So, you know, around origin, you take that, and he's got that upside. Uh, the interesting thing with Tim Tim Simona, we always um, like to look at the maximums and minimums of players. So Tim Simona, um, you know, what range can he go? Because this helps us with ceilings and, and floors. And we say, that's when you'll hear us say, oh, he's got a high floor or he's got a high ceiling. Well, a high floor means that they're usually around their average. Their scores don't fluctuate a lot week week to week. So if they've got a good average and they're not fluctuating, they've got a nice high floor, they're, they're, they're 
reliable um, players to select. If um, they've got a high ceiling, it means that, yeah, they, they don't do well each week, but when they get a favourable match-up, they can go really large, and that's what's bumping up their overscore average is these big scores. Um, Simona... Not, not so much this year. He can go low. He's had the lowest of 17 and the highest of 79. So that's a, it's a big range. Um, and, and, he's, and it's also a negative range, which means that when, he's, when his average is, is a lot closer to his good performances and he, and, he's, and he bottoms out with the low. So there is some risk to Tim Simona, Stephen, but um, obviously you're looking to have someone that's going to be on your team that is a you know, he's a gun player, and, and unless you may already have James Tedesco, and, and if you don't, if you can afford him, I think he's your number one for the Tigers that that probably isn't going to play Origin, and and um, and then from there you're looking, yes, at guys like Tim Simona with upside. Marty Tapao could be another one um, that you're looking at there from the Tigers. I think um, that might help you. Next tweet um, is from. Uh, at Dale the Ninja, at Supercoach Pros, can you do a segment on how difficult it is to score Supercoach points against each team 1-16? to 16? Now, the thing of it is with this is that you also have to look at it per position. So it's not quite as simple as... as um, like, we'll read out first, um, basically, the... The Dragons are the hardest team to score Supercoach points against. And there's quite, there's quite a range. They give up 690 points per game. And the Raiders, the worst, give up 803 points per game. So there's quite a difference. Um, you break that down per player. You know, you know, that, that, that might only work out to about six points per player, but it's, it's, it's considerable, particularly when you think that the bigger names are probably, the better players are probably stealing most of those six points. So they're probably going up by anything, 10 to 20. What I'd like to get into in a moment is, is per position, because that's where it really breaks down for you. But let's just read them out, as you've asked, Dale. The Dragons, 690. Big gap to the Rabbitohs, 719. But the Rabbitohs are always in that, that top two or three since we've been doing the show. So in the last few years, they're very hard to score super coach points against. The Panthers, believe it or not, are third. 724 points per game they give up. The Roosters, another perennial top three. They're outside the top three at the moment in fourth, but right there, they're about 729 from the Storm, 730. The other big name with the Rabbitohs and the Roosters usually. Then there's another little gap. The Broncos, 742. The Sharks, 744. And the Warriors, 747. Tightly clumped there in the middle. The Tigers, it gets a bit easier, 760. The Bulldogs, 763. A team that usually is better than that. So that's an interesting change to what we've seen in years gone by, recent years gone by. The Titans, 767. Now we're starting to get weaker. The Knights, 770. The Eels, 778. The Seagulls, surprisingly poor, 790. They're using the top five. The Cowboys, 792. They're a team that loves to score some good coach points but can give us many back. And the Raiders, 803. They've been in the doghouse for a while. So interesting numbers there. But when you break it down per position, you get things like Broncos up giving to fullbacks 38 points per game as opposed to the Titans who give up 80. So massive discrepancy there. And that's something that you'll see we'll write about when we, when we send out our tweets before each game. We're looking at this information. With the Supercoach previews, where we, we're utilising this information to write out the, the previews for you. This is important stuff. Centres and wingers. The Rabbitohs, 36.5. The Roosters, 39.04. Jumps a little bit higher to teams like the Raiders, 53, and the Eels, 54, but not a not as much of a gap as fullbacks, as you'd expect, because there's more centres and wingers playing the game. 5 eights, Dragons, give up only 31 
0.71 points. Uh, drops all the way down to the Seagulls at 61.75. Big gap there. Uh, halfback, the Warriors, 29.75. Very low. Um, the Broncos give up the most, 67.29. So a guy like Benji Marshall this week is a big play because he's coming into form at the right time and he plays a team that have leaked a lot of points to halfbacks. So, you know, judging by that, it doesn't always work out that way, of course, but judging by what we've seen in the past, uh, Benji Marshall due for a nice nice day. Second rows, again, it, it evens out with second rowers and front rowers because there's more of them. The Eels, amazingly enough, only give up 40.58 per game. So even though the Eels are one of the weaker teams from a supercoach perspective and uh, giving up points, they are the strongest in, in the hardest to score points against when you when they're playing second rowers. So massive discrepancy there. The Titans, another team that's easy to give up, give points away. They only give up 42.68. They're the next hardest to score points for when you're playing in the second row. Then then come the Dragons and the Broncos too, and then the Panthers, two better teams. The Seagulls are six. So you can see against these teams that are easier to score supercoach points against, what's happening is, is that the ball's going out wider sooner. There's more tries being scored. More tries being scored actually means less playing time because of the stoppages surrounding scoring the try, kicking the conversion while the clock's still running. And so these forwards aren't getting the game exactly the same amount of minutes, even though that might say on the the score sheet the same amount of minutes, but they're not physically interacting. And so they're losing some of that upside of of their week-to-week scores. Front rowers, the Warriors, can you believe it, the hardest to score against? They've got such a massive pack. You'll see it week after week. Um, the props, you know, may, may be running a bit scared or certainly not been able to get those over eight metres when they do the hit-ups. They might only get seven instead of nine. Big difference when it comes to Supercoach, added up. Whereas the Rabbitohs are the easiest, which is amazing considering how tough they are in general. But if you've got a prop, you, you can safely play them when they play the Rabbitohs. So this is when you look inside. And finally, the hookers. Um, Penrith are the stingiest, followed by the Storm, and going all the way down to the Titans. So that's where you really see those bigger gaps. 34 points the Panthers are giving up per game to hookers. Titans are giving up 55. So big, big difference there. Um, I hope Dale, I hope that that sort of tried to to explain it to you into some degree. We'd love to go into more more detail in, into this sort of stuff as, as we continue to develop it um, with the Supercoach Pros format that we started this year. Obviously, we've been doing this uh, show, doing these podcasts and, and, and collecting this information for many years now, but this is the, the time we want to sort of take this sort of potentially public. It is big information. It does make a big difference. So we'll continue to develop this through the year and hopefully have an app out at some point, uh, probably for the season 2016. But in the meantime, we can give you this uh, information. And and for guys that, you know, that just enjoy playing the game, don't get, they quite get into their stats quite as much. I hope that you know, it didn't bore you too much, but it is important information. But so too is an is analysis sort of that, that we go through and Ryan and Pete. So I'll throw it back to you now for a third Twitter question. And it's um, a simple one from Nick. Is it Roger Tuivasa-Shek or James Tedesco? Pete, I'll start with you. Um, for or oh, against? <laughs> tough, que- tough question. Well, sometimes you never lose, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I would personally, tough call, I would go with Tuvasashek. I think they're both pretty even. Um, Tuvasashek is, is fourth overall and um, got 80 points last week. Um, obviously a bit more money than Tedesco, but um, I hope I don't put the wood on him, but um, 
at the back of my mind with blokes like Tedesco is this injury factor. Yeah. And I sincerely hope, not only for him, but for the West Tigers, but for the game, that he doesn't cop another injury this year. But I think just play it safe. And I know the Roosters are going to be there when the whips are cracking at the end of the season. I would be getting onto two of us a check if you can afford him. He's also a New Zealander, which means that Tedesco's an outside chance of playing Origin. Yeah. Whereas to Tuvasa Shek is no chance. Yeah, that, that, that could count. Um, I'll break down the stats and our predictor in a moment for you, Nick. Ryan, how do you see that playing out? Um, look, I'm a massive fan of Tedesco, mm. but super coach wise I have to say that I would go with Tuvasa Shek um, for two reasons. Um, one, obviously, the fact that his average per game is 73 uh, versus 65 for Tedesco. Um, and the other one, yes, he is uh, slightly more expensive. He's 422.800 versus uh, Tedesco at 397.100. Um, but I think that it's just uh, well worth the, the extra, the little bit of extra money uh, for the consistency that um, Tuvasashek um, puts up each week uh, and the fact that the um, Roosters are a better team overall um, and so if they have off weeks, it's not going to be that bad compared to if the Tigers have an off week, um, then, yeah, Tedesco's not going to get much for looking. It breaks down, believe it or not, over the course of this round till the final by week, round 18, it breaks down very similarly. Um, we've got two of us to check uh, 722 supercoach points and James Tedesco 698. So the difference isn't that much. And I guess you're looking now at price. You're saying, you know, uh, Tedesco is 397. Roger Tuivasa-Shek, been in form, playing really well. That's a big highlight. He's at 422,000. So it is tough. And let's go, let's look at it week to week for you, Nick, to try to break it down just that little bit more. Tuivasa-Shek, we've got into the 60s both the next two weeks. Tedesco, far more up and down. We've got an 84 prediction for this week. So if you want that high upside immediately and then the price bump on that, sure. They're playing, you know, they've got an easier matchup against the, the Raiders. So, you know, could be. Then he's down to 55, then back up to 72. He's very up and down. Two of us is Sheck, a lot more middling. But when we get to, to round 16, he's got the Titans and... Fullbacks against the Titans have gone really large, so he could go three figures there quite quite easily. So these are these are little things that you can look at. Uh, Tedesco might just be that little bit cheaper, but two of us are check probably a higher floor and still can go up that bit more, and his team probably a little bit more consistent. But the final analysis can come down to buys because, we, as we said before, um, Tedesco... If, as long as he doesn't get picked for Origin, he, it's quite good for you having those non-Origin Tigers players in your lineup because you might be struggling rounds sort of 11, 14, 17. And, of course, the Roosters have got buys in round 11 and round 17. 
so two of us at Sheck won't be able to play those games, and that might just weigh it for you, Nick. But, you know, that, it's not an easy question. They're both great players, so you're not really going to miss out one way or the other. And, guys, that will just about do it for the show. It's been a, a very involved one and a very good one. Thank you, Pete, uh, as always. I hope, I, hope, I hope you're feeling better soon. Uh, a big effort as you've been down with the, with the flu. And Ryan, thank you very much as well. Hope you uh, have a good weekend and our Tigers get up. Yeah, that'll be that'll be a good weekend. <laughs> and we'll talk to you Sunday, of course, for the review show. Yes. That's it for uh, the Supercoach Professionals Roundtable podcast, episode number eight for the year. Of course, you can download us at www.supercoachpros.com or via iTunes. And remember to, or don't forget, to follow us on Twitter at Supercoach Pros. Bye now.